Welcome to Activity Quest. It's the podcast packed with stuff to do. It's the final episode of this summer, but it doesn't have to be a sad one because this week, Connor's going up and over one of London's most famous landmarks, the O2 Arena. Adam's chatting to Nick from the Ordnance Survey about what it is they do and about a very special app that will help you rediscover your own backyard. And we've got events from all across the UK. Plus, it's our final summer challenge, but which famous person could be setting it which famous person could be setting it this week? Big up Bex. Episodes of Activity Quest always start with a fun kids presenter getting out and about and discovering what's happening near you. Now Connor's at one of London's most famous landmarks to take on a very special challenge. It's called Up at the O2. <laughs> Just arrived at the O2. So excited for this. It looks very steep, which I enjoy. I like heights, kind of. The views are going to be incredible up at the O2 right now. Uh, so we're about to take on the climb. It's it's real climbing as well. You have to wear like a suit and everything. I'm super excited for it. It's Connor here from Fun Kids Activity Quest and I'm chatting to Dan head of attractions from Up at the O2 Dan how are we? Good thank you nice to have you here thank you very much for having us along so Up at the O2 basically to put it nice and simply you get to climb the O2 as nonsense as it sounds you get to literally climb the whole thing that's right isn't it? Yep what more could you want an iconic building walkway over the top go from one side to the other stop off in the middle for some great views yeah I mean the views in the middle are absolutely incredible I think my biggest question for you is where did the idea come from for Up at the O2? Um, I guess if someone probably looked at Sydney, saw a bridge and thought that would be good here in London and then uh, we do that without maybe the blue sunshine all year round. Um, it was actually for the Olympics as well. Get people in London to come and climb over the O2. The O2 was renamed the North Greenwich Arena. Um, they opened it up as maybe a short-term idea and nearly nine and a half years later on we're still here. It's so incredible as well. Like The views are phenomenal. You can completely understand why they decided to put something like this above the O2. How long is it? How long do you actually walk for? Like, What is the mileage as well, if it is a mile? Good question. Um, yeah, so you, the whole experience is 90 minutes. Um, you're climbing probably for about 45. Uh, we, it's 365 metres from one side to the other at 52 metres height. So you're equivalent, I think it's about 450 calories uh, over the whole time. So it's a workout for you as well. Here we go then. We've made it to the top up at the O2 the views are absolutely incredible uh, it's an absolute must as well the climb isn't too bad at all um, it's really fun you feel like you're on an adventure an expedition you feel like you're climbing Everest um, but it's nice and easy as well good for all ages that's the best bit about it so many families with me as I've done it super safe really good fun um, amazing views as you come up as well that's the best bit about it seeing London from a different perspective the O2 became the O2 in 2005 and then opened in 2007 um, this was built in with about a year to go so opened in 2012 so one year's worth of amazing work to build a suspension bridge basically over the O2 what do you think is the best bit about it, Dan? I think for me, looking at it, I, 
I'm unsure whether the actual climb is the fun part or the views itself. I mean, the views are pretty incredible, right? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, basically that scenario is, is my thing. Are we a sightseeing or are we an adventure walk? And I'd like to hope that you would agree it's both. Yeah. Um, for me, the walk is spectacular. The first bit's challenging. The last bit is also a nice uh, surprise and challenge. But really, the, the real surprise is at the top. The reveal, the views, taking pictures, having a drink, and just really seeing the sights of London. So it may be a little bit windy up here. <laughs> so if you can't really hear me, I apologise. But yeah, the photos that I've taken are incredible. You can see like all of Canary Wharf from an angle that you may never have seen it before. Uh, if you're scared of heights as well, it's a nice way of maybe conquering that fear because like it feels high, but it doesn't feel high if you know what I mean. Okay, so my time at the top is over, and we're now heading back down the other side. It's so windy. See you there. And for you, in your opinion, of course, being part of Up at the O2, for all families, whether it be nans, granddads, children, parents, why is this great for families to come and get involved in? Well, especially from like the last year, but this is a great chance to get together. Small groups, we, we don't have massive numbers going at any time, so it's a very personal feel, but a chance to get outside, do some exercise, do something that's a little bit challenging for some, more challenging for others, but really getting to the top and seeing what London has to offer. Obviously, we're a slightly different view, a different part of London. You get to see a very up-and-coming part of London, as well as a lot of history looking down the Thames. Absolutely. You need to get yourself down up at the O2 right now. Bring the family, bring everybody, bring the nan and granddad. They'll love it. And also, as well, for anybody that's a James Bond fan, you get to see where Piers Brosnan fell on the O2. Is that right, Dan? Yes, fell and slid very carefully down it, I believe. See if you can spot it. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Great to have you. Okay, so there we go. We are at the other side now. Oh, it was steep going down at the end. I really enjoyed that one. So, so good. Make sure you check this out up at the O2. Really good for views, good for the family as well, as I said. And also, they take so many pictures of you. So many along the way. So you can get, like, some nice pictures to remember uh, right at the end. But, yeah, so good. Up at the O2. Come climb the O2, one of London's most famous landmarks you can literally climb it you're above where some of the biggest people like justin bieber have performed how cool come check it out um, up at the o2 and enjoy see ya amazing stuff thank you to connor for that uh, remember just google up at the o2 to find out more and whatever you get up to whether it's climbing over a london landmark or something else entirely we want to know kind of because we're nosy also because then we can recommend it to other people so you can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activity quest all right here's what else is happening across the uk First up is an adventure to share at home in nature and online. An interactive blend of audio, physical and digital experiences for families to hear, see, do and share together. The Secret Garden Experience is an adventure which can be enjoyed at any time, anywhere. It's based on Francis Hodgson Burnett's book. To find out more, get to thesecretgardenexperience.co.uk. Also, you can immerse yourself in an endless labyrinth of intense light, colour, space, music in 56 interlinked chambers in something called Colourscape, which is a massive blow-up installation which you can walk through. Uh, you also find unusual musical experiences during your journey through it. It travels all around this exhibition and it's at Clapham Common in London from the 11th to the 19th of September. Just search Colourscape to see where it's heading next. You can also... <clears throat> and you can jump into the life and works of Vincent van Gogh in an immersive... Oh, sorry. And you can jump into the life and works of Vincent van Gogh in an immersive multi-sensory experience. 
this has dazzled over 7 million visitors across 65 cities around the world. It's called Van Gogh Alive. It's in the UK until September the 26th. Step into a thrilling display of over 3,000 images that transport every surface around you as you accompany Van Gogh on a journey uh, all over the place through the Netherlands, Arles, San Remy, and Orvez Chirois, where he created many of his timeless masterpieces. To find out more, Van Gogh Alive UK.com is where you need to go. Uh, and the latest issue of Girl Talk magazine is out right now. Get awesome gifts, including magical stick on nails, an emoji poo bag tag ready for back to school and two incredibly cute cat box pencils and erasers. Inside the magazine, you can learn how to kickstart your confidence with tips from Ariana and Olivia Rodrigo as well. Also, have you ever wondered what Hogwarts house you belong to? You can find out in the latest issue of Girl Talk magazine. Discover yours and what it says about you. And if you fancy winning VIP tickets to Nickelodeon Slime Fest this awesome, get it sorted, enter the amazing competition. It's all inside the brand new Girl Talk magazine, which is out right now. Remember to check before you travel and book in advance where you can. And whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you. OK, now, this is the final episode before lots of schools go back after the summer break. And all this summer, we've been asking some famous people to set you a challenge to complete every week. This year, we've saved the best till last. You'll find out why in just a moment. But it's author Danny Wallace, and he's setting you this. Hello, it's Danny Wallace here. I write the Hamish books, and I'm a huge fan of Fun Kids Radio. Big up, Bex. Now, in my latest book, Hamish and the Baby Boom, Hamish has to deal with some very angry, very scary, very evil babies. So my challenge to you is come up with Hamish's next baby enemy. Make them big, make them scary, make them angry make a bad baby thank you to danny and yes big, big up bex. bex he is a proper friend of the show and friend of mine and friend of yours now give that a go and tell us how you get on at funkidslive.com now maps they're everywhere on your phone in your car but have you actually ever held a map and how are those maps actually made Activity Quest is all about getting out and about, and unless you fancy a real adventure like getting lost, uh, questing with a map, perhaps one from Ordnance Survey, might be a brilliant idea. Here's Nick. He works at the Ordnance Survey, and he's chatting to Adam. Well, Ordnance Survey is Great Britain's national mapping agency. We're 230 years old this year and have been mapping Britain in all shapes and sizes, all different variants and scales for the past 230 years. So uh, our job is to keep, keep that map up to date and keep helping people to get outside more often. 230 years, that's almost as old as me, I think. Uh, Mapping the entire country sounds like a really massive effort, though. So how on earth do you begin to do that? Is Is it just you? Are you just stood on the coast drawing it out? It's not just me. No, we have a team of surveyors. But when it first, when we first started, um, way back in 1791, um, we started with one line, and that one line we knew the exact length of and the distance between two points. So it's all done with triangles. So if you know the length of a, one line of a triangle, um, and you've got two points, you can then find the third point and use angles to work out exactly how far away that is. So it's not something that can be done 
quickly, which certainly couldn't be done quickly 230 years ago. Um, it's a bit easier now with satellite technology and uh, and the uh, and the ability to actually take aerial photography, but. Way back when we first started, it was done with using trigonometry, which I can imagine makes a number of people on this um, on this uh, listening to this quiver in their boots. <laughs> now, I always feel like a real adventurer whenever I lay my hands on an ordnance survey map. And there are printed and digital versions. We'll come on to the digital ones in just a moment. But just describe one of these printed maps for us. What do people see when they hold one in their hands? So our, our printed maps come in two different different scales we have uh, pink ones which is the land ranger map and that's that's on a scale of one to fifty thousand so one centimeter on the map would be the equivalent of fifty thousand centimeters on actual ground um, and then the explorer maps are the orange maps which are, uh, are one to twenty five thousand so slightly more detailed a lot uh, a little bit closer up so one centimeter on those would be twenty five thousand centimeters on the ground so within these maps you can see a huge amount of information from how the, the shape of the landscape, the hills and the lines that you see on the brown lines that you see on the map are the contour lines, which show you how steep that hill is, is inclining. So if those lines are really close together, you can pretty much guarantee that that's a really steep hill, um, one that you might want to avoid or one that you might want to climb up to be able to see what you can see, to understand what you can see from the top. The other things that it shows is natural features. So uh, it could be a wood and even you can tell whether or not it's a evergreen wood or a deciduous wood from the shape of the trees actually on the map um, and the key aspect around this is using various different pieces of geography that you can then use to navigate across um, across terrain so yes you can see the footpaths but seeing the footpaths on the map is quite difficult to then translate if you don't know exactly where you are on the map but if you can see a church with a spire in one direction and a church with um with, with just a tower in another direction each of those have two different two different symbols so you can get a pretty good understanding just by looking for where those symbols are around a broader area where you are and which path you're following so the map just unlocks the ability to go out and explore and more importantly to not get too lost and to find your way back home again and i think that's what really separates os maps from something that our listeners perhaps might be a bit more familiar with something like a sat nav in the car or, or google maps on their phone these are really intended for walking and cycling so talk to us about the digital versions of this, these maps then. What's special about the OS map app? So all of our maps, um, fundamentally, if you think of the, the, the paper mapping, it's one big picture of mapping across the whole of Great Britain. And the ability to be able to actually view that through a, a mobile phone or through a screen or a, a tablet um, enables you to actually interact with that landscape in a far different way. So one thing that that phones and tablets have is something called gprs which enables you that the the device to actually position exactly where you are i say exactly it's within sort of 10 to 50 meter radius so it's pretty close um, and then from then you can really see exactly where you are on the map so that navigation point i talked about earlier about the piece between two churches becomes somewhat superfluous because you can see with a pointer exactly where you're in a map very similar to google maps so that just helps you to be able to explore actually out and out out and about as well as uh, sort of being able to plan your route, which is far easier on a big sheet of A0 paper. And a little birdie 
told me that there is also a secret app, a secret stories app. What's that one all about? So indeed. So this uh, has come through from uh, some research that we did with, uh, with, with, with our customers who, who said, actually, going on a walk is great. But actually, how do I understand and how do I uncover all of that sort of hidden history that, that, that rests beneath my feet? So, for example, I took my kids walking out into the New Forest and we used to walk down an old railway line in the New Forest. On this railway line, um, there is one tree in the whole of the forest that has a fence around it. And every time we went past that tree, I was asked, why has that tree got a fence around it? And it turned out from talking to a, a park warden that that tree was a direct descendant of the tree they used to use to hang highwaymen. And that is just brilliant history that you just wouldn't have uncovered. So Secret Stories is just looking for all of those secret bits of history, the hidden history, the hidden what exists in the landscape, what's happened in the past, what folklore exists around this area, and trying to bring that life through a, a series of guided tours. So each of those guided tours includes an some puzzles, challenges that follows around pretty much in every occasion a circular route. So you can start at one point and get back to that same point. Uh, and it just reveals all of those hidden stories, folklore, celebrity, history and myth that exist all around us. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. Nick Giles, Ordnance Survey, thank you so much for chatting to us for Activity Quest. Absolute pleasure. Enjoy adventuring. And if you want to find out more about Ordnance Survey, the OS Map app or the Secret Stories app, just head over to funkidslive.com. Thanks, Nick. And thanks to Adam, too. By the way, if you're in the city of London, Fun Kids has loads of walks that you can complete and an OS map might be perfect for those as well. They're called Fun Kids Family Walks, and in them you can venture back to Roman times to discover the city known as Londinium. You can find out some gruesome medical treatments from the past and explore London's more relaxing side, its gardens. Also, I am the voice of it, so you're welcome. There are some PDF printables to go alongside the walks, and we're branching out too. Walks in Bristol and Nottingham will be coming soon. Just search for Fun Kids Family Walks wherever it is you're listening to this. All right, that's it for today. We've given you stuff to do. Now, it's your turn to go and do it, thank you, please. Remember, there are loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you like. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. See you then. The Space Programme is a Baffled Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.